everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. This is the Trade Deadline Edition, Boop. episode 14. We're pretty happy about this one, considering we're coming at you basically a week later. We're on time. Uh, well, relatively speaking, we, we pushed it out a day for the deadline, but that's understandable. Uh, with you, as always, Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Uh, Wellsy, we got a show for these people today. We do, um, and I'm glad that you hit on it. Uh, I'm more impressed with us and more excited by the fact that we actually did two weeks in a row. I know. Um, I'm pretty stoked about it. What is happening? You know, I guess you, trade deadline just got us, got our juices flowing, I guess. Dude, so I was up at, I was up at seven when I heard the first ding on my phone and I just couldn't go back to sleep. Oh, you just, it's Christmas. You're, you're in your PJs. You got your freaking uh, cup of Joe, yep. you know, your full onesie. Yep. So, yep. Exactly. I hope it. I That's... hope it wasn't a double uh, A onesie because um, no, you might have to switch that up. No, I haven't. I, I don't own anything that's for double A. It's uh, it's been that's that been uh, that ship has sailed a long time ago. Oh, God. Um, and it and it officially sailed today. So, yeah. Um, in any case, so uh, let's let's get right into it. Uh, first off, I do want to give a shout out to as always for this year our sponsor. BetCommish.ag. Bet with the commish because commish offers 20% free play on deposits with zero rollover because, as always, rollover is a scam. Scam. Text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at BetCommish to play some action. Uh, now, after the trade deadline, I bet uh, NHL futures have changed up a bit. I actually put down a bet on Vegas to win the conference mm. after the deadline today. I think that's probably a safe bet. It's uh, for for the for the money. I think they're plus four fifty. Plus four fifty. Okay. So for like a twenty dollar bet, I'll make like ninety five bucks. Okay. And they're yeah. they're uh, and they're not even the favorite. The last I looked, St. Louis is still the favorite. So still the favorite, huh? Still the we, favorite. Yeah. We have a buddy in our in our betting text that uh, would probably deny that to his grave. Well, he's an Eastern Conference guy, but yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I just bet they'll win the conference. I didn't bet they win. Oh, the okay, okay. Um, yeah, I I think just with with the moves that they made, or had, I mean, they made during the week they made a couple too, right? So sure, um, yeah, yeah. I a, I like them. In there's the a couple teams gearing up for cup runs. Like that was one of the big things that happened today. Was there was there was like a solid, you know, ten teams that made efforts to get better and make a run or at least make a push right yeah um, but yeah we'll we will get to that here in a little bit because there's a few pieces of news we wanted to get to before we get to the trades this this won't take long there's not many of them um i do want to mention it wouldn't it wouldn't be me if i didn't mention that uh before the trade deadline the red wings were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs Ooh. yeah um <laughs> they tied they tied the record for earliest playoff uh earliest playoff exit no way yeah that was uh the like the 94 ottawa senators exact were the exact same day oh for god's sake so all tied for worst in nhl history uh when they were mathematically eliminated and uh i didn't realize we were witnessing history this year yeah we're 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 seeing a lot of history but this they're making history just not in a good way 
Yuck, and it's only gonna get worse from here. No, it's only gonna get worse after <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into the Red Wings after this trade. I I mean, ironically enough, I would say that they're not necessarily winners, but they didn't have a bad yeah. day. So I mean, uh, you um, know what? The if you're if you're in that stage, best thing you can do is stack some picks, and that's exactly yeah. what they did. So I mean, that's they exactly didn't get as much as I you know we probably would have liked to see them get, but. Yeah, that's that's tough though. I mean, they've uh, gosh, and they've they've already got a lot of young guys. Like next year is going to be the year of the young guys. Like they'll pull up Cider, they'll pull up uh, Valeno, they'll pull up Zadina. Yeah. Um. So like it'll it'll be a solid year next year. They'll they'll, I I I mean, it's not hard to do, but I don't think there I don't think there's any way that they could be as bad as this year. You think they'll pull up? They got I mean twenty twenty or something games left. You know? Do you think they'll pull up some of those guys now? They have to, right? I mean, they just cider, get, get a little bit. They might pull up Cider to get his nine-game, uh, what is it, his nine-game tryout or something in. Yeah, so it doesn't um, hit his first-year contract or whatever it is. Right, so they might they might get Cider up if he's not injured. He did uh, take a pretty rough hit into the boards uh, not, not semi-recently. Hmm. Um, so they might, if they can, they'll get Cider up. Um, but that being said, there's not any reason to, there's no reason to get excited. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised. They're, when the the season's basically over, they might start getting, you know, antsy and start pulling up Zadina and Valeno and all them to see if they can do anything. But season's definitely over at this point, and uh, guys have... <laughs> officially. Guys have, yeah, guys have essentially checked out. Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the trades for the Red Wings later. Isn't um, Zadina so, just hurt, though? I thought he, he, he saw some games, though. He did see some games, but then he went back down to Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. So he's down there right now. Yeah, it, okay. it was it was an injury thing that that yeah. allowed him to to come up. So gotcha. Uh, same with same with Gustav Lindstrom. Uh, he because of in, uh, blue line injuries, he was able to come up. But yeah, I don't uh, even know who that is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, I think the big non related, non trade deadline related news is uh, the e bug situation, the emergency backup goaltender. Uh, I believe his name is David Ayers. I don't know how to say it, but that's got to be close. David, he 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 can say whatever he wants at this point. David, now, Dave, he's... Big Dick, what's his name? Big Dick Ayers. Yeah, yeah. Big um, Dick Ayers. So, uh, if if you haven't heard, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs affiliate, the Marlies, uh, their Zamboni driver came in. A little before halfway in this game between Carolina and Toronto, and uh, he 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 let two goals in on like ten shots or eight shots or something, but uh, it was enough because uh, Carolina Hurricanes ended up winning six to three. <laughs> um, some some on Twitter are I, this just makes me so happy because I love I love it just in, I texted it in the group chat like direct it just injected in my veins. I love when Toronto fans just. It, they, their mind explodes it, it puts all of their egos in check like what <laughs> like they're like oh marner's doing really well we're gonna fucking wipe the floor with the bruins and then this happens and it finally like puts them back into their place like know your place trash like uh, it's just it, it sets it, it it's being widely regarded as the worst maple leafs loss in history <laughs> like Jesus. we're talking about like oh yeah oh yeah moving to houston some of the top analysts are like, this is the worst Maple Leafs loss in the history of the franchise. That's fucking awesome. 
I just, I, uh, yeah, seeing the interview from Marner after the game was pretty fucking priceless. He was, he was not happy, and he, he definitely took it on himself, which, come on. I mean, there's, you know, what, 20 other guys on the team or 20, you know what I mean? So, like, they just, they needed, they needed production from everybody, not just Marner, but fuck, he got beat by a Zamboni driver, dude. Well, I, that's bad. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that people aren't really talking about, um, how do, how good is he at cutting the ice, you know? like I mean, he put a good cut on it that night. He did. I mean, you know, sheesh. Did he, did he get, like, maybe his celebratory, like, oh, I got, you know, I got the first star and I won the game. And, <laughs> uh, you know, what kind of Zamboni guys got? You know what the worst part of it is? <laughs> he went to their practice the next day Oof. with – with the game puck and took shots from Nylander, like he was—he was the—he was the goalie that took shots from the injured guys. Mm. That's so bad. I just did he did he let him use that puck though? I fucking knows, man. <laughs> I don't know. It, all I all I saw was the governor of North Carolina has now made him an honorary citizen, <laughs> and he. <laughs> He's he being flown down. Oh, God. He's being flown down to Raleigh now. Like the guy's gonna have to move to Raleigh now because he's a fucking celebrity. Christ's sake! I, and it's I just, just, it's so funny because it's Carolina. Like Carolina just has all of these stories that come out. Like he's a forty-two-year-old Zamboni driver for your affiliate that is that got a kidney transplant. <laughs> okay, what a fucking stud. Like everybody's trying, like the Toronto ma- media is trying to flip the narrative and say like the 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 e bug system is broken, the emergency backup goalie system, like there needs to be standards in place where the goal we need to make sure that that goalie is always high qual or at least you know as best quality as we can get, not some purely yeah. goalie or something like that. Jesus, and about but, their own fucking employee, what an asshole. Right, but but that w- and that argument would carry a lot more water if you fucking beat him. Right. Like if you won, if you if they just fucking kick the shit out of them, like ten to ten to two or whatever, then yeah, okay, right. like sure, like we can we can have this we can have this discussion, but you lost. In fact, the last <laughs> it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last two times an e bug has come in, they've won. Scott Foster and this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just fucking. How are you? How are you gonna lose to a fucking e bug? And come out the next day and say, they should be better. Like, what? Yeah. You're going to lose fucking 6 1? Like, what? Yeah, what, like, what, what, what do you want? What did, you, did you want somebody that Jesus. was going to embarrass you more? Because I don't know if that's physically possible at this point. <laughs> You're fucking terrible. I, it's. I mean, and I watched that. So I watched the third period of that game. Like, when I saw the e bug went in, I tuned it in uh, at the beginning of the third, and I watched it. And. The, I mean, credit to the Hurricanes, man. They realized shut what down. was happening, and they just shut it the fuck down. Yeah. I think they only allowed, like, eight shots in the whole third period. Yeah. So, I mean, credit to them, for sure. But, I mean, Toronto, dude, sh- you, all you have to do is shoot the puck. <laughs> uh, it, this guy isn't even, like, a beer league goalie. He's a fucking Zamboni driver. Ugh. I just and don't, I don't even understand that. Right. So, I mean, I think this, thankfully, the, the only thing that could have been worse is if they would have taken that, like, mentality and overreacted today at the deadline. They didn't. They stayed pat Yeah. Um, for the most part. Yeah, they made, they made a couple small moves, but nothing, no, no drastic panic moves like getting rid of Tyson Berry, which, 
<laughs> which Tyson Berry, uh, hey, bud, uh, sorry that I chirped you when you played for the Kelowna Rockets and you went to the Chiefs, uh, but I'm sure you're hurting a lot worse now in Toronto. Like, I, I, you probably don't remember this, but w- we sat behind your bench at the Spokane Arena, and every time you got on the ice, we'd, we'd say, hey, hey, Barry sucks. And you, you turned around at us and gave us some dirty looks, but uh, I think Toronto fans now are probably saying a lot worse, so I uh, hope you can forgive me. Is that your moment of fame? No, I don't even. I doubt he remembers it. But Dude, I, I just, <laughs> I just remember the game. So oh, I remember it so clearly because we went there. It's just a random fucking you know Wednesday game or some horseshit. But for some reason they were handing out the WHL magazine, like thick glossy photos, hmm. and plastered plastered on the cover was Tyson Berry with the Kelowna Rockets. And uh, and so we decided to sit behind the Kelowna bench and just chirp him all game, which which only we didn't say anything other than he sucked. Nice, you yeah, guys were it creative. Was, oh yeah, it was, hey <laughs> hey Barry sucks. Oh, and he shit. just just like turned around. Like, we we like picture it in his head. Like I I don't suck, guys. Shut up. Hey guys, that's mean. I don't I don't suck. I'm on that cover. Excuse me, <laughs> Mister Linesman. Could you tell those people in Section 6 to shut it? They're being so suck. rude. <laughs> I don't suck. But, um, I'm on the cover. Right. <laughs> I got he's drafted got co- in the third a, round. He's got a copy on the bench. <laughs> Do you see this it? One? It's like, yeah, dude, I see it. It's the fourth time you showed me. It was in warm-ups, too. God. But, any, but anyway, uh, he is uh, Tyson Berry. Uh, welcome to Toronto. You are now... Uh, Jake, you're the new Jake Gardner, so. Which is so sad. I mean, he really hasn't had a bad season. It's just <laughs> Toronto fans hate everybody. They just, they need somebody to blame because they can't, they can't blame Austin Matthews. They can't blame Mitch Marner and they can't blame John Tavares. They can't because they're, they're the sole producer of their offense. They're not going to criticize them for not back checking, you know, or anything like that. You know they. So you know they do though. Like Toronto fans get together, and in the dark basements of their homes, <laughs> they make sure no one else is around. Hush tones. Hush. Shh. They 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 look up the stairs, make sure, honey. Okay, she's gone. It's just it's did fuck you see that There's there is no hustle on that back check with him. Just none. Marner only had a goal and an assist in that game. Now don't post this on social media. That's but... that's like the normal. That's like the normal fans because what the, the only the the vocal Toronto fans they're all like they're like Brian Burke you know like they're a thousand years old and they were like GMs during like the fifties with Gordy Howe and he's like this team just doesn't have enough grit, not enough, not enough grit, not enough toughness. They're not tough enough. Oh, I think we so like. I think so we that, retweeted. That leads... Did we retweet that one? But it was yes. like it was like Toronto fans like we need a number one center bring in Tavares. We need a backup goalie yeah. bring in Campbell. <laughs> we need some grit bring in Clifford. Just... How are we still losing? Fire Dubas! Like <laughs> I love that. It's... I don't know who tweeted that. I can't even give well. Credit, and, and we'll get to beautiful. the deadline later in just a second. But Toronto, <laughs> like they they. All the teams like did a post conference, like a post deadline conference, and Dubis was like, he was. I love how he was just so blatant. He's like, the the 
we don't know what the problem is. We, like, we've got to do some soul searching. We, we have no idea what the problem is. Everybody looks at me like I've got all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what the problem is. And it's like, great. <laughs> Nobody so, does. I'm, oh, you're so, I mean, it, there was, that's taken out of context. The, the speech was actually semi-inspiring to Toronto fans. I think it walked them off the cliff a little bit. But, mm. um, uh no, I it's I mean it was basically just like a, we got to find you know we got to find our game we got to find who what the problem is we got to work harder kind of thing, um, but no I just it's I mean it, every every problem with the Toronto Maple Leafs was highlighted in that one game will they play another game that bad no I guarantee you they won't no but but everything that could go wrong did go wrong every problem that is on the Maple Leafs was shown I I mean. You know, the few criticisms of Mitch Marner, you know, lack of effort, young guy, not mature, no maturity. It was shown on the ice. He didn't like he the game was on the line. You had an e-bug. You're playing a team that you're basically fighting for a playoff spot with. And there was no intensity, yeah. no push, no jam, nothing. Uh, it, I mean, they could, have, they could have thrown pucks on from the blue line and they just they couldn't even they couldn't even breach the blue line. Yeah, I, I mean, they, yeah. it was sad. It was really sad. Uh, it was a great win for Carolina. Like fuck. Like that's, I mean, in and in Toronto, no less, is just a fucking. Ugh. It was so great. I just, I love the overreaction from Toronto fans. I love how they just hate their own team. It's just so funny. We need to check on all of the wives and husbands of Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs fans in Toronto because, you know, they are not happy. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Matthews is definitely not like none of them are going to be like served at, at a restaurant or anything. Mm-hmm. Going going back to uh, the stereotype, they don't they don't have racism in Canada. They just hate maple leaves. Uh, maple leaves wash their hands over there. <laughs> that's the that's next door. It's just a fucking trough out back. <laughs> God's sakes, dude. So I'm with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can I get your best table? Uh, no, you can eat in the fucking alley. <laughs> See, well, I, I was with it, that I, effort last night, dude. I, I picture it more as, yeah, you know, I'll uh, I'll put in as much effort to give you the best table as you did last night during the game. <laughs> Fucking just, just takes, walks t- him out, takes his food like halfway. It's like, oh, <laughs> same amount of finish. All right, uh, this steak is literally walking off my plate right now. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep, uh, we cooked it's it about half, for about, it's about two minutes. Cooked, That's about yeah. how much effort you put in last night. <laughs> Oh shit! Just All right, let's just... move on to something. We we already had one record. The uh, we're yep. on the sad yep. end of the spectrum. Um, yep. Let's talk about something that has really. It's honestly, it's kind of brought some of the league together because it's it's a very cool milestone, and he kind of did it did it fairly early in his career. I mean, you know, relative to some of these Dude, other guys like Yager and stuff. But uh, God, he's he's. I, I think. I want to. It won't. It won't. I will. We will still hear arguments to this day about it. But in my eyes, this puts to bed the argument between who's better, Crosby or Ovechkin. Like I, I understand Crosby's got the cups, and I, and that might make him a better team player than Ovi, especially in the early years. Especially in the early years, Ovi was a one-dimensional player. Mm-hmm. You know, eight years ago, all he did was try to score from his office. He didn't pass. He didn't do anything. He's a much better, well-rounded player, and he's gotten better because of it. Um, that being said, like, like is Crosby better for a team? I, yes, I would agree that, especially in the long run of his career, Mm -hmm. but who's the best individual player? 
I mean, Ovi could honestly be, there is an argument to say that he is the best offensive player to ever play the game. There's been people, I mean, you know, there's been, there, there was people during this entire, you know, Ovi, oh, so Ovechkin hit 700 goals for those who don't know. Yes, sorry, um, he hit 700 goals in his career. 700 goals, I think he's only what, what did we say, what did he say, 30, 32, 31? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that, he's in his early 30s, so he's still got plenty of time left, uh, mm-hmm. till. Um, 34 there we go okay i mean it won't get it's it's only going to get harder from here as it gets older but it's true but i mean you you know there was i mean you know yager was still doing it and i I mean i don't know if like yager from what everybody said was just an absolute fucking machine and i think ovechkin still likes cheeseburgers and shit so um you know he doesn't eat like a grain of fucking sand Per meal, like he no, him, like him and did. him and Phil Kessel just defying science every day. Dude, somebody, well, I don't know. Somebody, maybe maybe somebody. it is catching up to Phil a little bit. Dude, good old Phil. Phil with every cheeseburger is losing another chunk of hair as well, and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, and there's, but that's the thing is, I think he's just so dynamic. I mean. Think about it. Like, yes, you can you can have a guy like Crosby or McDavid, right, who get a million assists and they set up and they're just so dynamic and they do all this shit. Um, you know, well rounded. The right? Be, yes, best well rounded player. I'm, we're talking strict offense, right? And Ovechkin is just a fucking goal scorer. I mean, he just he is just. I mean, clearly, right? He's got seven hundred, but right. you know. It's it's so impressive, and the more, you know, as much as we say, like, oh, you know, like a, a center and a, a guy who plays two ways and all this stuff is is perfect for a team to win championships and stuff, Crosby, I don't I mean, he's probably close, but, I mean, he's he's not 700 already, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's just, it's, it's insane. Um, you know, another side of things is Ovechkin, you know, still is a presence with his fucking with his with his body i mean he's he uses his body he fucking smokes players he's still 34 and he's still freaking crunching uh uh in, you know this year and that kind of shit and i mean it's just yep. yeah i mean this is this is so impressive i mean um will he catch gretzky though that's been the big question a, a lot of people seem to think yes um i i'm on the other side that's that is so hard to do i will uh, so let's put it this way though it's not an easy answer right it's not it is not a definitive oh yeah he's going to pass it or fuck no he's not going to do that. It's like the fact that it's a debated subject is yeah. I mean the like that's impressive. Like the fact that he even like people are saying like yeah, he's got a shot. He like even if you're leaning on the no side, like he's got a shot. Right. Yeah, if he gets you anywhere know? close to that, I mean it's that's so impressive. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. No, I mean, did Especially we ever did we ever game. think like after Gretzky did that like did we ever think that there would be anyone that would get anywhere close, right? Because who else is up at the top? I mean, so he's the eighth player to hit 700. Um, I think, like, isn't it, isn't it Bobby Orr up there? I should Something have, like that. We I'm should sure. have probably yeah. had the list up. But um, back, back, in the day, back in the day when all you had to do was shoot above ankle height <laughs> to score. Curve stick? What the fuck? Yeah. What that, the hell? Was, yeah. oh, blowtorch. So the fact that the game is... The fact that the game's never been harder makes this even more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would argue that it's it's a little less physical than it was maybe 10, 15 years ago. Right. But but that being said, the speed has never been higher. 
uh, the expectations have never been higher. Right. Uh, the, the intensity has never been higher. So yep. uh, I think I think minus minus the physicality off that. I mean, there has there is there is an argument to be made about that. We are in an NHL now that definitely favors scoring over defense, mm-hmm. which you know, 10, 15 years ago and back, that was the exact opposite. Right. You know, ho- hockey was a defensive game. You know, like that's just what it was. Um, now, now it's all about goals. Uh, there are more teams forming their players and their and their strategies around just outscore the other team, don't defend them. Right. Whereas back in the old days, it was you know ninety nine percent of the teams, it was shut down D always. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there were no offensive defensemen. I think Lindstrom probably broke broke the barrier on that. Um, at least for modern day, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I mean, goddamn, kudos to Ovi. Uh, it, he's, I, I have, I'm not one of those people who hate. I, you know, as a Red Wings fan, I definitely have my, my biases toward the Pens a little bit. That's gone down recently since the Pens and the Red Wings don't really have a, a rivalry anymore. It's like, it's like when people say like, dude, Colorado and detroit it's like dude they haven't had a rivalry in like 20 years and they're not even the same conference anymore they like go out to tea and crumpets now yeah it's not none of the same guys are there anymore it's not like and that's the sad part about hockey is most rivalries fade away over time yeah um you know like yeah there's like fans can urge it on you know like canadians in boston that's but but sadly enough it's all about circumstance like if you meet a team in the playoffs two or three years in a row you're obviously going to build that rivalry there because guys are going to start hating each other. Toronto and Boston, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, it's it's. I mean, back to Ovi. Uh, the guy is arguably the best offensive player of all time. Um, you could also make an argument. I would listen to it for best player, just period. Um, congratulations to him, and I I I think he'll I think he'll beat the record. I think he's got enough years in the tank where. He's got another two where he can probably produce at this per- current pace that he's at, mm-hmm. and then it'll start to dwindle. But this guy will play till he's forty, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you think about it. That's if if we're if we're going off of just that, right? This pace, uh, that's a hundred goals in two years, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I mean, yeah, I I I want to see him do it. I just I'm a little hesitant to say that. Um, but, geez, I mean, if he can do it, I mean, that's just, we we got to put him in that conversation, right? I mean, he's got to be the the most offensive, talented player because, I mean, goals are what we care sure. about. So. I was going to say, I mean, Crosby makes an argument for that. And I think uh, while there's potential out there for them, for both of them to be passed, like McDavid, you know, like I, I we've said it before, like McDavid would be up there if he wasn't on the Edmonton Oilers. You know, if he was yeah. on a team with any sort of supporting cast other than Leon Dreisaitl, the guy would be killing it, but he's he's not, so that might weigh him down for a while. Um, I, and I don't I don't know if he'll ever reach those heights. You know, I don't know if he'll ever start getting up into the goal range of of Ovechkin or the cup numbers of Crosby. Uh, but I, I mean, is it possible? Yeah. yeah, if he gets the if he gets the right cast around him, sure. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would if I had to pick one. I would say he's closer to. I'd say he's closer to getting into individual stat breaking than he is cup wins. Like I don't. I don't think he'll ever get three cups. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't. I. I think. I think one day he will get a cup. I think 
Edmonton will eventually rebuild enough, or he'll just get traded. You know, God. even a forty-year fuck, even a forty-year-old McDavid is probably better than half the people in the league at that time. Send you know? him to LA and just do fucking Gretzky two point There you go. Yeah, that's hilarious. here's here's the other seven: Wayne Gretzky at the top, Gordy Howe. That's who I was thinking. I said Bobby Orr, but it's Gordy Howe. Uh, Yager, Brett Hull, Marcel Dion, Phil Esposito, and Mike Gartner. So those are the those are the okay. seven that are ahead of him. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, hey. Congrats, Ovi. Holy shit. Yep. Crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Time to get to the TSN turning point trade tracking motherfucker. Yeah. You you tell him, man. Dude, it's this has been a long time coming. Got a lot of shit to Well, so we'll do this like we did last year. Um we'll start on the day where these trades started and then kind of just work our way up. Uh skip skip no name shit. Um oh, come and, on, and man. Just, what you want to talk about? All Julian Gauthier and for, for Joey Keane? Come on, that's a oh. fucking that's a hell of a deal. <laughs> I don't fucking know either. I of those don't people know. Are. Uh, sorry, Julian and Joey, you are nobodies. In fact, I think that I think today ended with a future considerations trade, which we will read because <sighs> that deserve that deserves like if you were traded. We, we said it last year. If you were traded for future considerations, you probably should think about another profession or don't because you're still making a lot more than some dude clicking numbers on his fucking keyboard down at target that's true i suppose that's true but you can't even you know with with we got zamboni drivers you know making making plays for uh starting time right now did he get any sort of like a bonus like thanks for coming in here's a fucking new zamboni or something so what i so what i what i read from this was that he doesn't he he signed a professional tryout with the hurricanes before the game so he got paid initially like 500 bucks and he gets to keep his jersey but but (laughs) yeah oh no it's it's no i think i think it was scott foster that said like the e-bug gets paid in chicken wings nice like you get like you get free tickets to the game you get a nice press box you know you're there just in case and and you know 99.9 percent of the time you're not going to use but um he came out so he got he got 500 bucks his jersey and then from what i've been told uh the canes are selling now like a shirt with his name on it and his number and he will get uh royalties from that fuck we need one of those yeah we do oh yeah well he's he's joined along with uh gerby and foster he's joined uh dusty bender podcast uh uh sainthood oh Nathan Gerby? Yeah. Oh, I love Nathan Gerby. Yeah, Nathan, after he just took out fucking, was it Sandheim or something? That was 6'4", <laughs> and he's 5'4". Hey, I just, I want to also get on track, well, before we jump into this trade stuff, um, this is two years in a row now, right, that we've had an e-bug come in? Yes. Okay, so this percentage is starting to go up, so I might start throwing my name in on this shit and get some free chicken wings. Goalies get hurt, man. They really do. And I just, I mean, it's something that we've kind of, we just, in fact, injuries are up. Like, so, for example, as we're recording this, Columbus is playing Ottawa right now, and Riley Nash just went down. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dude, that team, like, literally that entire team is just AHL players at this point. Everyone is hurt on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Cam Atkin, Seth Jones, uh, Bjorkstrand, Anderson, Riley Nash, 
Corpus Allo just came back. That's good. But I mean, the, it's that the whole team is just decimated with injuries. It's I think Gustav Nyquist is down too. It's bad. Um, yeah, so Gerby's out there getting fucking nine minutes and twenty nine seconds a game. What a beauty! You yeah, good for him? You know that's what I say. So good for him. Yeah, I think he's even scored a goal like not too long ago. I mean, I think he's got like you know, I think he's probably gonna catch Ovechkin. That's <laughs> <laughs> how good he is. Actually, he's. He's like, if he wasn't 5'4", <laughs> he could fucking kill it in the league, I bet. But uh, God bless you, Kirby. Pretty much. All right, let's let's start. We're gonna so so the last trade that we talked to you about on here was uh, the Andy Green one. Yeah, I think Blake Coleman. I think we did talk about the Blake Coleman one. Blake Coleman. Okay, so we I got that. So, so uh, we're gonna start on February seventeenth with Tyler Toffoli for the the Kings ransom from the Kings. Yeah. Uh, so Canucks received Tyler Toffoli in exchange for forward Tim Schaller, uh, center Tyler Madden, a 2022nd round pick, and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a little bit about the Pacific Division uh, better than I do. What do you What do you think about this? Um, honestly, I I I think this is a pretty decent trade. Um, I, look, everybody was kind. Of, I think just because it wasn't a super deep. Uh, list of of trade bait this year. I don't think it was overly deep. I mean, we had fucking Bobrovsky and Panarin last year, mm-hmm. you know, or or those kind of guys. Like we just we had like some big names and shit like that kind of last year. Whereas this year wasn't like a ton of big names, but um, so I mean, you know, Toffoli was definitely you know towards the top on a lot of people's radar, and so I think I think. NHL fans in general just kind of lose sight of that, um, but you know, kind of from a Pacific Division, uh, you know, playing playing against the Kings and stuff like that as a Ducks fan, Toffoli's not that great, um, and so I'm I'm hearing a lot of people like, oh, they should have got a first, and they should have got you know the fucking next best thing to Quinn Hughes, and I've heard that quite a bit, um, and I just I don't think I don't think he's quite worth that. Um, so I, I really do think this is actually a pretty good trade. The the, the guys that they got back, um, Tim Schaller's been around for a little bit. Um, this Tyler Madden, I, I'm not sure who exactly who that is. But look, a second-round pick and then also a, a, a conditional fourth round in 2022 doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's not horrible. Um, I think to fully, and it, it, you know, it didn't help that, to fully got there, and I think the Canucks won like nine three or something ridiculous. So that people are like, "Holy shit!" You know, it should have been eight first rounds. You know, yeah, um, the, well, the Bruins like had the worst game of the whole season. Exactly, so they're, it's they're, not like, yeah. and, well, and, and Ty Foley's first game, I think they lost to like Minnesota. So, um, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't um, really mean too I, much. I would have liked to see the Kings get a little bit more back. So, I mean. You know, I'm I'm still on that side of I think the Kings still kind of got worked a little bit. I think they were just ready to kind of move on and and start the process. Um, and God bless them because you know I think I think they just kind of added to the reason that we are you know we had such a good day today. You know, I think sure. it just kind of kept the kept the ball rolling throughout the week, and so it was just like you know this was this was that kind of thing. Um, Tyler Madden, I mean, I just pulled him up. Twenty years old. He's he's you know, putting up some points at Northeastern, it looks like, um, and a second-round pick in this year's draft. The second-round pick in this year's draft is still going to be very well, you know, do very well for the Kings. So um, sure. not a terrible trade. Toffoli's going to go up to Vancouver and 
Um, that's what they need. They need some some top six guys up there to help uh, Pedersen, and I think Besser comes is hopefully going to come back. So, sure, um, sure, not bad. I'm glad we're starting out on one that we like totally disagree with this because I I think that this is a, a horrible trade for mm. Vancouver. I think that Toffoli is way overrated, yeah. and I think that not only not only is he overrated, or even let's say even he is what they think he is. Vancouver, I just I think Vancouver has convinced themselves that they are in a position to make some waves in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they're just not. I, I just I have not seen enough consistency from this team. There's not enough there now. Is it? Are the pieces in place? Yes, totally. Like we've seen that, we've seen success from these people, but I just don't see enough from this team right now to make way. We they're in a very weak Pacific team, Pacific Division, mm-hmm. a very weak. Like Vegas, Vegas, with these moves, Vegas will probably run away with first, and then it's I mean what a three or four way tie for the remaining you know, wild card spots and Pacific spots. Yeah. I think this needed to be a D. So I agree with you in that, in that regard. I think so I, I don't, I just, I, if maybe, if maybe Vancouver was for real, then maybe I would, might think that. And even then I think to more of a good second, third line kind of mm-hmm. addition, maybe even not a fourth. He's not that, he's not that bad, but um, I just, I, I don't think it's going to move the needle as much as they think. I think they paid a lot for what to is. And I just, uh, I don't, mm, I just don't see this working out for them, especially, especially now with Markstrom going down. I know they made a last second trade for yeah. uh, later on. We'll get to that. But um, I just, uh, I don't, did he resign it all there? Um, I don't think so. Or does he have any term? Um, the only, the only one I saw today that like quickly turned around and, and uh, signed was Pajot, I think, right? Pajot. Well, I guess so, yeah. I'm well, not. Yeah. Maybe if they can re-sign him, this might be okay, depending on term and length. But um, I, I don't like this at all for Vancouver. I don't. I think they needed if they if they wanted to seriously make some waves. I don't think Tyler Toffoli is going to be the piece. But maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong. But I don't. I don't think it was right. And that's this is coming from me, who kind of wants to see Vancouver succeed. Yeah, um, that's fair. I think. I think on that team he's he's probably a second line guy, you know, third line if uh, if they had some more forwards that could do something and I I don't know if they quite do. So yeah, I'm with you. I think yep. I think look, let's see uh he ha- he does have 4 points in 2 games with the Canucks, but um That's good. That's good. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it carries over. Hopefully yeah. he they prove me wrong. I just don't I don't think that he's going to he's I just don't think he's that Pete I th- it, it's more or less maybe it's not more on Toffoli and more it's on the organization. I just don't. They, they think that Toffoli is like the piece, right? Like they they have convinced themselves that they can make a run. Where I just don't like. I think they're doomed for a first round exit. Mm-hmm. You know, with with a very weak Pacific Division. But I I could be wrong. Maybe they proved me wrong. Maybe they maybe they're they maybe they're the L A Kings of you know two thousand twelve no. or whatever. Not enough so. D and and one goalie now so. Yeah. Uh, yep. Toffoli's best season, 58 points in 82 games. His worst one was last year, 34 points in 82. Okay. There you go. So, I mean, it's 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 possible. He could do something. He um, could. Yeah, I think And he's got, he's right got some offensive there. firepower around him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, let's, we'll, we'll kind of jump around a little bit. We spent some time on that one. Nobody cares about Dylan DeMello. Do you? Yes. Okay. Tell me all about Dylan DeMello. He's not going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right um 
uh, February 18th, Brendan Dillon. Uh, I think some people tried to blow this out of proportion because it was like one of the first trades that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they had all I don't, to I mean, analyze it. Yeah, Dillon, Dillon to the Capitals. It'll help. It'll help their yeah. depth down there. And a second, a second round pick and a third round pick for Sharks, which they need because they're in rebuild. Yeah. Uh, good on the Sharks for embracing the rebuild. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that would be too proud. Uh, especially with how far they went last year to like admit defeat, mm-hmm. um, I think I think they finally realized that they it wasn't the beginning of their window. I think last year was the end of their window, um, and I I think I mean you know congrats for you know the number of playoff. I mean they've made the, you know conference finals and Stanley Cup final a couple times. I mean they they've had a good long window. It's just I don't I think I think it's I think it's over. Unfortunately, you know sometimes yeah. you just. Sometimes you've got a window and you miss it, like Tor- like Tampa. Tampa's going to be in the same boat here in like two, three years. Yeah, I think I think Sharks think they're they're a retool. I think they you know stack a couple picks, get some first round guys in there next year, and then um, they think they're going to make a push for for the Stanley Cup next year. I don't. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Carlson so gets we'll hurt see. every year now, so who knows? Yeah. No, Brandon Dillon's solid. He'll he'll add he'll add defensive depth to the Caps for their run. Yeah. Um, uh, Marco Scandella to the Blues, uh, to the Canadians, 2020 second round and a fourth round 2021 pick. Yep. Uh, couldn't care less. Uh, Marco Scandella will not move the needle. Uh, I think, I think Canadians got a decent deal out of this for, for what they, for what they gave St. Louis. I don't think Marco is going to do anything. Uh, the team already, the team is already solid defensive. So I don't know, really know why this was necessary. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, so I, I think I think the Canadians got some deep picks out of a player that they're really not going to miss. So I think both of these, I think Brandon Dillon and Marco Scandella weren't worth more than a fucking third round pick in twenty twenty, and they got both team, you know, both the Sharks and Canadians got second rounds so, out of them. And it's it's funny because the deadline started out. This was like the theme of it. It started out as a as a seller's market. Like sellers were getting huge returns for yep. low pieces. Mm-hmm. And as the day went on, it turned into a buyer's market where buyers were picking up pieces that hadn't been moved yet and sellers were panicking and were taking the first offer they could get. Yeah. So, well, and we'll see that as we go down this. Um, uh, nobody cares about uh, Dennis. Dennis and... Malgin and Ma- Mason Marchment. I fucking, will they even play on those teams? I don't fucking, whoever. <laughs> Malgin, I don't, Malgin I don't maybe. Fucking... Marchman, fuck Marchman. I don't know who that is. Fuck knows. Um, uh, February nineteenth. Uh, here's the first big one. Uh, Alec Martinez to the Golden Knights for a twenty twenty second round pick and a twenty twenty one second round pick. Um, I think that this is a great trade. Um, mm-hmm. It fits a neat. It, and and I don't mean this for Vegas. I mean this, this is a good mutual trade. Um, Alec Martinez is a little older, but that blue line in Vegas could use some experience. Uh, Martinez has a lot to show because he's been on a bad team for a little while. Uh, he's already, I mean, he's picked up like two goals in his last three games, uh, which is pretty good considering he'd scored six goals all year for the fucking Kings. Six? Um, I think he had one goal all year. Oh, okay. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I was looking at a different year. Yeah, the so, <laughs> yeah there you go. So uh, yeah. he's already showing that he can do it. Uh, I think he might even push for like you know top four minutes, uh, but the return you know like I think it's a I think it's a fair return like 
in the end, will Vegas maybe say, like, yes, we got a good deal because of what Martinez is? Yeah, but that being said, if I'm the Kings, I'm not complaining with a second, two second-round picks for a 32-year-old defenseman that isn't going to be part of my future. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think this is a, I think this is a great trade. Yeah, I think I I think even uh, you, you, maybe the only side. I mean, look, guys, yeah. guys get energized when they're at a new team. They get traded. They're like, hey, I got to show these guys that I was worth the second round this year and second round next year. So I think Martinez is obviously going to come down. I mean, four points in three games. It's not who he is, right? So I mean, he'll come down back down to earth a little bit. Um, his sure. best year was about a, a point, you know, a, a half a point a game pace. Um, so I think I think if if I'm gonna give it to anybody, um, I think the Kings win slightly. Just with you know he he was probably in my opinion closer to a third round. Um, but hey, you know, look this this is a at that point like you said, um, this was totally a seller's market in my you know in in both of our opinions at this point. So right, um, yeah. At, I mean this, this is this is still a great trade. I mean this is yeah pretty pretty damn even. I mean it was. It's hard for me to really find too much bias towards it. So, um, no, and Kings, good. yeah, Kings, uh, Kings, three picks in second round at this point, right? So it's good. It's not bad. Can't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know that second round. It's it's like finding a some, every once in a while there's diamond in the rough in the second That's round. Right. So, um, That's right. Uh, February nineteenth. Uh, don't care about this one at all. Yep. Um, here, we'll just say this one just because we love the future considerations ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Jean. Francois Brubay, 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 Brubay. I think it's Brubay. Brubay. Okay. Well, uh, Brubay is going to the Rangers uh, in exchange to the Flyers for future considerations. So, uh, I mean, the last thing fucking Rangers need is another goalie. But uh, when you're getting him for free, uh, I mean, might as well take him. You know. Well, apparently maybe he can. Drive the Zamboni and then beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that I think actually um, it says goalie, but I think <laughs> it's actually just for him to drive the Zam. So, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the future considerations are for the Flyers, but uh, it's, dir- hope, it's dirty stuff, dude. It's. it's I hope dirty. they're real considerate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll treat you nice. So, uh, first trade on February twentieth. Uh, Canadians and Pens had AHL. Swaps. Uh, don't really know any of these guys. At Riley Barber, Verone, Balinzi. I don't know who any of those guys are. Balandisi um, is the only one I know, kind of. Everybody else, yeah, right? it's not worth not worth going into. Yep. Uh, uh, Panthers and Lightning. Anthony Greco, Danik Martell, younger, lower guys. Nobody cares. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the expert here on you. Uh, February twenty first. Yeah. We've got uh, Boston Bruins picking up Andre Case. Cash. From the Ducks, it's Kasha. Kasha, sorry, I didn't see. I didn't see a fucking inflection or whatever. Get it right, dude. Sorry, uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, for David back. Getting back David Backus. He's he's gonna go somewhere. They can put him on a shelf with Team Musilani. Yep. Uh, uh, defenseman Axel Anderson. Whereas I don't know if he's gonna do well, but I like his name. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a twenty twenty first round pick. That is a that is a big that's a first i think that's the first first round pick that was dropped during this draft um all right ducks ducks expert analyze tell me uh, yeah oh, ducks bruins expert also retain, here huh? D- bruins also retain 25 percent of Backus's contract yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because uh, one of my really good buddies, um, you know him as well. It, he's he's a huge Bruins fan. Um, was checking out. I mean, that that's the thing is a lot of people. There was there was fifty percent of people who basically said, "Who the fuck is Andre Kasha?" Um, Audrech Case, you know. Um, yeah. And and you know, there's fifty percent of the people who said, "Oh, the Ducks got fleeced." Right, so there was there was no middle ground with this trade, and I think that's nope. what's funny. Um, it was kind of one of those trades that it, you know, um, if you don't really follow hockey too much, or you're just a fucking idiot, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you you are on one of those sides. Uh, so everybody that said anything, um, look this this is this is one of those trades where uh, Kasha's been hurt. Um, he just he for some reason cannot figure out how to stay healthy. He he doesn't eat enough vitamins or something. Um, I don't know what it is with him. He's hurt every fucking year. It's like he plays 10 games and he gets hurt for 10. So it's just a fucking trade off. Um, you know, so, but when he does play, he drives the play, right? So he's a very, he's a big Corsi guy. He's a big advanced stats guy. Um, you know, teams do better with him on the ice, which is important, right? I mean, especially during a a playoff push. Uh, the other side of, of this is it's interesting because, you know, Bruins making a push, um, he's got, I think he's got one or two years left on his contract. So I mean, he's he's a he's a gamer, right? So I mean, he's he's sure. in their plans for the next couple of years. Um, so I think that's what which makes isn't this, bad, yeah. Which I isn't mean, bad. You know, I think that's what makes this kind of an interesting trade. Um, you if know, there was if there was anything that the Bruins needed, it was forward depth, and I mean, this is going to help. Yeah, uh, and and he really does have the potential for. To, I don't think he's a top line guy who's playing, you know, some top line minutes, but it's Anaheim right now, and uh, sure. you know, I think he's a he's a uh, you know four five six forward. Um, but you know, the return the return for Anaheim uh, Backus Bruins just wanted to get rid of him. Um, Ducks, you know, they they have they want to bring up some young guys. I mean, they traded away a bunch of guys today, so they need to bring up some young guys. Um, and Bacchus is just another guy who's, you know, proven leader and that kind of shit. So Ducks are like that. Um, Axel Anderson, this is, this is you know, a lot of analysts are just basically saying this. Did he is, come to practice on, like, a motorcycle? I mean, he's definitely got fucking, like, 40-inch rims on his Miata. So, I mean, he's, he's, I see, I was thinking more like Axel, like he's a biker, mm. like shows up in a bandana with sunglasses on. Mm. It, you're sure it's not a, a, like a lumberjack name? Oh, could mm. be. I don't know. Um, he's just a, a two AD second round prospect. Um, he's right, right-handed shot. So that's all ducks we're looking for at this point. So that, that was, that was key for them. And the 2020 first round pick, I mean, it's not going to be a high pick. Bruins no. just loaded but up, but it's not bad. I mean, you know, but Ducks Ducks have done some work with some some late round picks. I mean, Raquel, uh, Steele, sure. you know, some of those I guys think, in the later round. So I think that's the only way that this worked is if they threw in the first round because yep. I mean, Bruins picks are just not they're just not worth anything because they're they're doing so well. So yeah, um, if this was a second round from Bruins, that's a fleece. Uh, first yeah. round, Ducks have made those late first round picks into some into some stuff. So um, you know, they pulled a kid named Braden Tracy this year who could. Who could be a top six guy in the in the late sure. first round? So, Ducks can do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, overall, I think this is a pretty fair trade because Kasha's only going to play forty games for the next three years anyway. So, <laughs> sure, you know, but. sure. All right, yeah. um, 
moving up, uh, I, we'll, we'll just kind of bounce around on some on a couple of these. Uh, so uh, it's not a big trade to Golden Knights fans. It's a big trade, but it's not mm-hmm. really a big trade. Uh, Cody Eakin going to the Jets yep. uh, for a conditional fourth round pick. Uh, this was to this was to clear cap space. Yep. Um, uh, Cody Eakin did not have good stats on the team. He was he was a darling because he's one of the original guys from the expansion. But uh, he's a ginger. Uh, he once. Once Gallant was gone, he no longer had any defenders. Uh, Gallant was kind of babcocky on this one, where he basically like saw him as a good grinder mm-hmm. that like was the was a was the glue of a team kind of thing, and and always gave him like a third line placement. Sometimes he even saw it higher depending on the situation. Um, and I think I think finally DeBoer it was was came around to everybody else's thinking and saw like no cody eakins like the worst player on our team Mm -hmm. or or not even not even necessarily worst but he just doesn't fit in uh his style of play we just don't need that type of player so um cody eakin was cleared save save a little bit of money uh um winnipeg obviously you know happy to get a local boy Mm -hmm. but uh but i mean it's not they're not eakin's not going to help them move the needle he'll be a third fourth line guy maybe yeah um don't care about uh Salomoki and Solomaki. Harper. Yeah. yeah, I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Um, oh, next one. So uh, first, uh, the only trade on the 23rd, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk to the Caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canadians picking up a 2023rd round pick. Uh, it's a short-term thing. Uh, rumors are swirling that after this season's over, uh, Kovalchuk might go back to Montreal because he liked it there so much. But this is... Mm. You know, this is his chance to get a, a run for a cup, and he'll play with his buddy Ovechkin. Yep. Uh, so I, I mean, there's not this one. There's not much to analyze on it. Oh, oh, Kovalchuk is who Kovalchuk is. He's an older guy. Um, you know, he's kind of Yammer Yager at this point, where you're putting him on special teams. He's not necessarily going to play 20 minutes a night for you, but uh, um, put you know, setting him up with Ovechkin gives you another weapon on the power play, and uh, yeah, and and spe- you know, special you know, offensive zone faceoffs and that kind of thing. He's full he, rental. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full rental. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I mean, a fairly cheap rental, yep. and uh, and it will help increase the caps. Uh, you know, it might it might in this case it might be that little bit that moves the needle that enough. And I would get excited about this for the Canadians because it's like, oh, you you stack in second rounds and third rounds. They draft like shit, anyways. Yeah. Oh, so, for, like this so, is pointless. For them. Like, well, but we're gonna worthless. so we're gonna get. I mean, we'll go in later. Montreal's definitely a loser in this in this uh, trade deadline. They're just um, fucking terrible. So twenty fourth, first tra- first official trade of the of the trade deadline. Of day. today, it starts. Let's get uh-huh. it. Uh, I, Stevie Y sends uh, defenseman Mike Green to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Oilers send back Kyle Bo- uh, Brodziak, who is on long-term injury reserve and will never play a game again. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a conditional fourth-round draft pick. So uh, basically, we, basically we paid the Oilers to take Mike Green. Ugh, why? Like, like, if you take Mike Green, we will take a dead contract <laughs> and a conditional fourth-round pick that means literally nothing. We'll take a dead baby and an old sandwich. <laughs> Like what the fuck? What are they doing? It's, I mean, I know Green. I know Green hasn't had a good year and like hasn't been relevant in a while. But like, fuck. He's he's been injured so much, God. and he's just it's. I the only reason that it made sense at the time is like, oh, okay, maybe he's clearing cap space to maybe get like a young prospect to like overpay. <laughs> I don't know, but well, it it doesn't make any fuck sense. We got rid of him. Uh, Kyle Brodziak's 
contract comes off the books this year, so it's not a huge deal. We just maybe it's a future considerations thing. Like, I mean, Iserman and Ken Holland—they're real close. Holland used to be in Detroit, so um, mm. maybe maybe it's a to be foreseen kind of thing. But no, I mean, obviously a good trade for the Oilers because at least Mike Green is playing hockey, whereas Kyle Brodziak is not. <laughs> Neither is and, the conditional fourth round. Pick. No, and the conditional fourth round pick is probably never going to see Little Caesars Arena. So honestly, the conditional fourth round pick is playing better than Kyle Brodziak right now. So. Yes, yes, good for, good uh, for that. That's thing. definitely true. Um, uh, next up was a was a, a, a I mean not not a huge trade, but um, something that I guess needed to be done for the Colorado Avalanche because they're fighting injuries right now. Um, Vlaslov Nemestikov. Uh, goes to the Avalanche for a 2021 fourth round pick to the Senators. Um, I I think there Man. might be some sneaky value here. Mm-hmm. I think Nemestikov has never really had a good shot. Uh, he started his career in Tampa. Uh, he did quite well uh, skating with like top lines. Um, he's not a guy that can make offense, but you you could throw him in on a you know he can be the third guy. He can be like a Tyler Bertuzzi to a Dylan Larkin and sure. Anthony Mantha. He's Sure. He can he can be that third guy if you need like if you don't want to put all your th- if you don't want to put all three of your players on the same line, this guy can be a placeholder with two good players and not fuck it up. Uh, in fact, he can he can he can he can be a guy that you can bounce pucks off of. He's good at that. Um, he's not bad. Like there's there's some sneaky value here. I don't think that that's bad at all. Um, and for a fourth round pick with it's it's totally reasonable. I think it's fine. I don't. It's not you know senators aren't going to jump up and down that they got. Colorado's 2021 fourth round pick, but um, for the value, uh, it's it's fine. I don't. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a huge risk, and it's not a huge gain. Only thing Nemestikov has anything going for him. It's my favorite name to mispronounce. Yes, I always say name and a stink of. The name of a Stinkov is pretty good. Name and a I like Stinkov. That. I like that. One I've too. always had Nemestikov down. I don't know why. I That's think the I only one you on got. My, I think I had him on my fantasy team once, and I got it down. <laughs> you went to Google um, and said, "How do you say?" How do you say this guy's Vladislav name? Vladislav So uh, the next two, arguably the two biggest trades of the day, yeah. arguably, um, uh, Islanders pick up Jean-Gabriel Pajot in, ex- in exchange for a 2020 conditional first round pick, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2022 conditional third round pick. So uh, Ottawa loading up on on the picks. Uh, this is a great, this is great. I absolutely, I mean, this is a, Islanders have draft picks to spare. Um, their, their window is, honestly, I think their window is still coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're still, they're not on a decline yet by any means. They're still getting better. Um, but Pajot's going to be an intricate part of that. Islanders only problem is not been goaltending or defense. It's been a lack of offense. They basically have three second lines. Um, or arguably two second lines and a third and a fourth. Um, Pajot's going to be that that number one forward that can generate offense and maybe be... It could be the missing piece that can spark others on the team to be, but like Brock Nelson, um, other guys to generate offense better. Uh, he can he can do it. This might... It, it's, it's definitely a good thing for the Islanders, and Senators, I mean, picks, man. They need picks, and uh, they got them. This is one you and I disagree on. Okay. This is an absolute fleecing by Ottawa. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pajot is nothing. Pajot is not worth a first round pick. Um, I, you know, I, I think I think he. 
he's a fine he's second been in line Ottawa. center. Um, he's been in Ottawa. He didn't do anything in the AHL though either. I mean, I just I you know the only the only thing that I have is like a as like a oh you know Wellesley you're probably you know there's a good chance you could be wrong here is Zabinajad was kind of pretty similar to this okay. um, you know where it was it was kind of at the time it was like oh, well he's you know he's not done too much yet and blah 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 um, I, he's not as good as Zabinajad I mean you watch this kid play I mean he's in my opinion he's just a second line guy and so I mean you're giving up a first a second. And a third. I know the third is like twenty twenty two, which is just so far ahead. I don't even. I don't even know yeah, what. No one, like, what is that year? I don't even know how to. Don't even know when that is. Pronounce yeah. it. Flying flying um, cars by then, probably. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're pretty much giving up a first and a second in this year's draft, which is one of one of the deeper drafts that we've seen in a long time for yeah. a guy who you know. I I think. I think just just to be nice to him, I really do. Th- I, I mean, I think he's you know he's closer to to maybe a, a sixty point guy, which you know in in our standards that's a that's a second line guy, yep. um, you know, and that's not saying that this year's draft could just completely blow up in everybody's face because um, it, it easily could. I mean, you know, uh, but I, I, I for me it's just it's tough, and I know I know Islanders had some draft capital, right? Um, yeah. So that's and that's that's probably the only reason that I think this is, you know, a little more even than than I initially saw when I was taking a dump and I was seeing this trade this <laughs> this, this morning, uh, you know. But man, my first thought was just holy shit. I mean, this is this is overpaying for a guy who, you know, at best adds to your your second line, third line. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, like, I feel like on a God. team like this, he could step up though. Like he, he, he actually might have some supporting cast talent around him to where he can actually become that first line forward that he can be. Yeah. I, I think he's better than a guy like Broussard. So, I mean, he, he'll, you know, oh, 100%. He, can, he can fill onto a line that's more of a second line or I, I just, Barzal's got the first line down and I don't think they have like outside of, you know, Aberle and and Lee, what's he going to play with Bavillier and and like mm-hmm. you know? So I mean, I yeah, I just I'm a little I'm a little worried about this from the Islanders. But like you said, I mean they could they had the they had the ability to kind of just throw these picks around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And you know down down the middle, right? I mean you yeah. and I are all, are never going to complain about being deeper down the middle. So not a no. terrible trade. It's just this is to me this is probably one of the bigger fleeces of the day. All right, so I'll just okay. say that. That's that's fair. That's you know? fair. I, I and I'll I eat think those it's... words if I have to. I'm not a fucking Wachinski. Sure, I, I, right? Fuck it. That he like doubles sucker. down on it. Like no, that no. He's, he's gonna be bad in like three years. It's like okay. Mm. Um, moving up. <laughs> I, I see. I think this is probably the biggest fleecing of the day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Carolina Hurricanes pick up Vincent Trocheck. Uh, in exchange, the Florida Panthers get Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, Etu Lusterian, and Chase Prisky. You did good on those last two. I, you know, I don't Thank know if that's you. even what it is, but you gave it Thank a year you. all. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I just I, I so from what I've been told, I read up a little bit about this. It it's a it's a trade of circumstance. It's not Florida like admitting that they're sellers, mm-hmm. but they but Tropec, Tro, apparently Trocheck wanted out of Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad that like he was just not like like he was pouting essentially. He was like, shooting, he wasn't, shooting them in the foot essentially. Right. He wasn't going to play hard. His heart wasn't there. He wanted to leave. Yeah. So they needed to get rid of him. Um, 
I think uh, Carolina. I just don't understand the thinking on this. Like, the, my question for Carolina, not that it's bad. My question is why? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need Vincent Trocheck. Yeah, it doesn't solve any problems for you. And I mean, you traded two good depth guys. Like Eric Halla and Lucas Walmark are not bad players. Right. Um, they're solid depth. I mean, Eric Hall on the right team could be a second line winger. Shutdown uh, center, yeah. Sure, he's third. I mean, he's third on you know he's third on Carolina for sure. But mm-hmm. on the right team, he could be second. Um, I don't know who these other two guys are. I'm assuming that they're just you know pro- possible prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, I just I, maybe this isn't like a fleecing per se. Maybe this is just like my biggest why trade. Yeah. Like this is just such a strange trade for me. I don't. Like at the end of the day, I think it it hurts the Panthers. I think like if Vincent Trocheck would would play well for you, I think this then I wouldn't get rid of him. I think that because he wasn't, they kind of forced. I just don't know why mm-hmm. this was. I don't understand why this was the offer they went with. Going I think. With, yeah, I think. Sorry, yeah. I, sorry to cut you off there, but I think. Go ahead. And what's funny about this one is, um, it's funny because it's kind of your biggest why trade. This yeah. is exactly what we just talked about the other day, and that's what I that's what I find interesting about this trade. Um, we talked about Florida needing some kind of more two way defensive centermen yep. and like and like forwards. Um, yep. and that's exactly what they went out and got, which is very interesting. I didn't know about uh, Vinny kind of having some issues with being in Florida, which is just going to push him to do exactly what we talked about, right? I mean, sure, you know, if he's not happy there, they got to bring in some guys that can. Uh, you know, fuck, they got to figure something out. I mean, they had a, you know, they brought in a, at the time, a world-class goaltender, uh, and he's, he's below 900 on the fucking Uh, season. Bob is, Bob is a huge disappointment. Unreal. So, I mean, they, you know, they had to figure something out. They had to change their character a little bit. And, and, you know, as much as we love Nathan Gerby, uh, Eric Holla might be right up there. You know, towards the towards the top of the list. I mean, he's just. I love a that guy. Worker. I love Eric Halla. I feel like he's so underrated. I don't understand yeah. why he can't find a home on a team. Yeah, I, I mean, know he's, he's injury just... prone. I know he's yeah. injury prone. I mean, That's like his his knee is not good. But God, it's damn, gonna happen. You know, he's such a good. He's such an impact player. Yeah, and I mean, and and Lucas Walmark was a uh, a fairly high pick for the Carolina Hurricanes. So, um. I, this is yeah, for sure. I'm I'm the same. I mean, it's it it suck. It hurts to get rid of I, Vinny if you're Panthers, but you know at the same time they they kind of got some needs that they needed. So I guess it right. I I guess it does address yeah a Panthers. It doesn't address the Panthers problem, but True. it address. I mean, they don't have depth. You know, like outside of that top four or five. Yeah. You know, there's really no. There's lots of no names. So maybe it does help. Maybe yeah. it does help. Who knows? So. Yeah, it could it could work out for both of them, but I guess my 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 biggest question on that one is just why? Like it doesn't I just feel like it didn't need to be done, but, but why? Vinny wanted to go, Vinny's got to go. Yeah. Um February 24th still on Terry deadline day, uh Nate Thompson to the Flyers, uh for the Canadians 2021 mm-hmm. 5th round pick. It's Alaska uh, boy. Yeah, that's I mean That's good, kind of good. meh. Yeah, I, 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 Carolina fan or uh, Canadians fans tried to blow this out of proportion and say it was a big deal. It's not. Yeah. Um, That's a fourth Nate line Thompson, guy. Yeah, Nate Thompson's not going to do much for the for the Flyers. Uh, maybe add some grit, perhaps, but um, not not too much. Yep. Uh, uh, Patrick Marlowe to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sharks getting a third round pick out of it. Uh, this is one of those simple yet mutually beneficial trades. Um, mm-hmm. Marlowe's going to get one more kick at the can. Uh, he'll definitely help out a 
a Penguins team that, you know, needs some depth, uh, especially with injuries to, like, Gunsel. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, Patrick Marlowe, like, on a power play with with Crosby can only be good, only good things. Patrick Marlowe is one of the best dishers, you know, or at least used to be. Um, so, I, nothing on that. And the Sharks, I, again, I'm, I'm just – I don't like to give the sharks kudos, but kudos when kudos are due. Uh, they 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 are embracing that they are on the on the back end, and uh, they're loading up picks. And it, uh, a twenty twenty one third round pick for a rental is more than uh, more than satisfactory. Yeah, my favorite part of this trade and, and the, this <laughs> it just says it below, and it doesn't even say conditional, but it does say this this little point: third round pick becomes a second rounder if the Pittsburgh Penguins. Win the Stanley Cup. Wow, that's... Holy that is, fuck! That, that's why they didn't even put the condition in there, because, like, yeah, okay, that's not happening, so... <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, you know, say, like San Jose fans are like, holy fuck, let's go. You know, let's yeah. go, Pitt. Holy yeah. shit, Marlo with the game winner in Game 7, you know, let's do it. Well, because <laughs> Ottawa still has their first-round pick, so they're uh, basically, yeah, I know. fucked. Fuck the um, Kelly Rosen, Michael Hutchinson going to Avalanche. Kelly Rosen going back to the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Uh, this, I, so this does nothing to either team. But that being said, this is a horrible trade for the Avalanche. Michael Hutchinson is a horrible goalie, uh, especially on a team that isn't defensively first-minded. Um, I will say that Toronto fleeced them on this. But that being said, Kelly Rosen's not going to move the needle much for nah. the Leafs. Uh, it's so it's 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 a it's a very minimal impact trade for both teams. But that being said, uh, one for one, if you're just looking at it on the surface, uh, Callie Rosen's much better. This is a horrible trade for the Avalanche. Mm. Yeah, it's um, just they needed somebody. I think Grubauer's out for a while. I think is what they're worried about. They got Frank Coos, but I Michael Hutchinson can't. I mean, he's going from a team <laughs> that had bad defense already, and now he's going to go to a team with arguably just as bad, if not worse. I mean, but he's only going to play two more games this season, so it's not that big yeah, of a deal. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, Derek Grant, uh, Kyle Kriskulu. Don't know who that is. Don't know who it is. It's the Ducks, but we don't give a fuck. No one cares about them. Nah, Ducks are shitty. Uh, Wayne Simmons going to the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> uh, for this is the I think this is the funniest one of the day. I just don't I don't understand this enough. So Wayne Simmons. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, Devils getting a conditional 2021 fifth round pick. I th- This could be also in the running for the most why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw a tweet that perfectly encapsulated this that said that they, uh, Sabres traded for Wayne Simmons. They're going for it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, but they're going that's for funny. it. Yeah, that's funny because that's the, that's the ping I got from, I think it was like Bleacher Report or something. They were yeah. like, the Sabres are going for it all. <laughs> like, I don't know Wayne what Simmons it is, is the but they're going for it. <laughs> Oh, shit. So um, yeah, there's there's some conditions in it, but it's not gonna. This is this literally does nothing for either team. Uh, it helps shed some cap space for the Devils that they don't really care about. Um, Simmons has not done anything for the Devils. He's not good. I think his best days are behind him. Uh, he's not going to do anything for the horrible Sabers. And the conditional 2021 fifth round pick is not. We'll never hear of that person again. No. Watch it. Um, be, watch it be the next fucking Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boston Bruins picks up Nick Ritchie uh, in ex- from the Ducks in exchange for Danton Heinen. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me, give me. This isn't a huge deal, but give me, no. give me a quick recap. Um, this is just a hockey trade. 
This is this is a good hockey trade. Boston need a little bit of grit. Nick, uh, Richie, Richie can get in there and bang some bang some bones around. Um, mm-hmm. Danton Heinen, it, you know, he's quick. He could potentially play some power play time for the Anaheim Ducks on maybe the second line or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a straight up hockey trade. They're both twenty four. I don't know their contracts because I don't care. Um, but Nick Ritchie just, just a, didn't pan out. Danton Heinen hasn't quite panned out for just for a change of scenery. See if it'll help. That's right. Players. That's exactly yep. all it is. Yep. See, Perfect. see the grass is greener. Perfect. Yep. Um, Matthew uh, Matthew Pekka. Andrew. Nobody gives a fuck about them. No, Lou Chuck. Uh, that's a fun name to say though. Yeah. Okay. When 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 a seventh round pick is included in a trade, I just skip right over it. <laughs> <laughs> McDavid for a seventh round pick. Yeah, it's like great, awesome. Mm, he's shitty uh, now. So we've got. I mean, this is this is arguably the biggest trade for the Red Wings. Uh, going to the Oilers, An- Andreas Antonisinu and Ryan uh, forward Ryan Kuffner. Uh, the Red Wings get Sam G- uh, Granger. Gagner. Gagner. No, okay. it's Gagne, Gagner, but it's ga- It's fun. It's more fun to say Gagner. Gagner. Um, Sam Gagner. A twenty twenty second round pick and a twenty twenty one second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um. I I mean this this feels a need for both teams. Uh, AA can definitely AA is a one dimensional player, but could do well uh, with with uh, playmakers like McDavid and Drysidle and Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could he can easily fit into this top six and and be a contributor. Um, not to mention or just be depth. I don't I don't I think he's wasted as a third line guy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he's complementary player uh, because he is so one dimensional. Like you got to put him on a line with two guys that are defensively minded or at least defensively conscious, because uh, he's just not. Mm-hmm. But um, Kenny Holland wanted wanted AA back and he got him. And Eiserman's uh, building up draft picks. The only thing I wish um, Gagner's not going to do anything. So Gagner's not Gagner's not going to do shit. I like no. that you already called him Gagner. Gagner. I like uh, him. Gagner because he's a fucking. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah, there's only bad things I could say about that. Nickname. Yeah, don't. It's it's um, he's gagging it up out there. I, I wanted Red Wings to get a better prospect out of this. Like they got it's, a guy yeah. that Edmonton just wanted to dump, and that's the only that's the only part of this I don't like. Um, I'm, I'm fine not saying with the, it's a. I'm not saying it's a fleecing. It's yeah. not. It's 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 a he very fair rounder, trade, I mean, and I think. Yeah. It's a fair trade, and that's the depressing part. Like this is, I think this is where the ter- this is where the the tone shifted uh-huh. on the day. Like now, now it's a buyer buyer's market, um, because you know because the early reports were he was going to Columbus, and that didn't happen. He he probably parlayed that with Ken Holland. Uh, I you know this is I think this is the moment where things kind of shifted uh, for buyers instead of sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not a bad trade. It's just not, I think a lot of people were hoping to get more for AA, but yeah. that being said, the guy has the worst plus minus in the league right now. Uh, and that doesn't, that just is not good for trade. It's got to talk so. to, you know, it's gotta be something though. You know, it's like it's, minus 40. He's the best of the worst, right? So Ugh, he's yeah, the best at something. I don't know what that gets you in trade value, but, um, <laughs> two second uh, Tyler, round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Ennis to the Oilers for a 2021 fifth round draft pick going to the Senators. Uh, okay. This, I mean, Ennis has a little name value, but this isn't gonna. He's depth, Meh. depth for the Oilers to 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 maybe. So, I mean, he's he'll help. He'll help, but he won't move the needle much. He'll he'll just make sure that it's a placeholder and mm-hmm. and make sure that you know you don't have. He won't see a no name second. You don't think so? Nah. 
Okay. Well, at well, and for a fifth round pick, it's not like it's not like they're yeah. losing too much. Yeah. Um, Derek Forbot, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> um, uh, ah, this was a decent trade, uh, or interesting one rather. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, re uh, get back Connor Sherry from the Buffalo Sabers along with Evan Rodriguez yep. in exchange for Dominic Cahoon. Uh, I I think this is probably a good trade for both teams. Uh, Sherry is familiar with the Penguins. Uh, I don't know anything about Rodriguez, but Connor Connor Sherry didn't necessarily have bad time with the Penguins and Dominic Cahoon. I just uh, it's not he's definitely not a bad player. He might help the Sabers out. I just don't think he was the right fit in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's just a project that failed. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I and so I'm hoping they're maybe they're hoping that a change of scenery will will spark something because he did have moments. Yeah, he did have moments. Yep. Um, Emil DeJuice, nobody gives a fuck. Uh, Sammy Vatanen. Uh, that's that's you know that that name still carries some weight. Yeah. Uh, some Sammy Vatanen's going to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, good defenseman. Uh, uh going to the Devils. Uh. A couple. I'm not even gonna try. Clayson and Kuka Kukanen. Two prospects. Two uh, forward prospect, defensive prospect, and a conditional fourth round pick in 2020. Uh, this isn't this. I mean, I would need to know more about these prospects that were sent to the Devils. But uh, Clayson. I mean, so I just looked them up. So that's the only reason I know. I'm not okay. I'm not smart at all. Um, Clayson's been around a little bit. He's like I think he's like 27, 28. Um, sure. He's okay. Sure. He's nothing special. Um, this this Kukunen guy was like a second rounder, I think, is what it was. Um, he's he's fine with this. I mean, that's it's not going to move the needle for the Devils, I don't think. Um, for this, honestly, just because Sammy Vatnin's been hurt quite a bit for them, I think is why they didn't get that much value back for him. Yeah, um, but he's he's about to get. He's about to he's be healthy again. When he's so. healthy, he does. He's a productive offensive defenseman. Exactly. I mean, he's a great second pairing guy. When he's healthy, I mean, he he can put up some points. He'll play on the second power play probably. Um, yeah. You know, he's just. I mean, this is this isn't a bad trade. I think. First, I think Carolina first power play in a pinch. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's not a bad player. So, um, I think just because of the injuries, New Jersey didn't couldn't quite get what they wanted from him. Agreed. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I think this will just be a wash for New Jersey, but who knows? With uh, Kukkonen could be the next fucking. <laughs> it's gonna be my trend. He could be the next Ovechkin for all we know. I don't yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Probably the, in my opinion, and, and uh, so I won't even try to spend too much time on this because I don't want to be a homer about it. But, um, Vegas Golden Knights pick up Robin Lehner from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Malcolm Subban, uh, defenseman Slava Demin and a 2020 second-round pick mm-hmm. uh, from Pittsburgh. So really nothing lost from the Golden Knights on the pick. Yeah. Um, I I think this is this was the beginning of Chicago getting fleeced all day. I think they only made two trades, and they got screwed on both. Uh, this, is, this is just a really – to me, this is a steal for the Golden Knights. You're losing Malcolm Subban, who – would like if you're if say you're in the eh. market to get laner mm-hmm. you have no place for suban anymore right. so you're like hey do you want to get the guy that we won't use anyway yeah and for some reason chicago's like sure uh we'll take we'll take malcolm suban who can't even you know can't prove to be a starting goaltender um i don't know who slava demon is uh no name defenseman maybe a good prospect uh and the pick you know like yeah, yeah. A, a 20 a 2022 second round pick is good but it's pittsburgh so mm. all things considered 
knights don't lose anything. Yeah. Um, this makes the Golden Knights scary. Um, that one of their top, you could argue their top three biggest problems. One of them was a lack of goaltending depth. If Flurry is not in net, this team does not do well. Um, and and with Laner in, that's I mean you have now you have two starting goalies now. Uh, you can rest Flurry a little bit more. He doesn't have to start every night. Um, I think Laner and Flurry are going to get along great. Uh, this is just going to be a great tandem, and uh, the, Vegas is set for a playoff run. Yeah, I think I think the only piece in this that really, you know, excites me a little bit for Chicago is the second round pick. Um, Maybe not that yeah. not that Subban. Like, I mean, he was he was okay there, and um, he's a backup goalie. He's, he's not. A, he's he's a not. Goalie. He's not bad. He's not. He's not Michael Hutchinson. Exactly. You know? Like he's not bad. You know, he's just not a starting goaltender. And and Leonard right now with Flurry, I mean, that's a one B. You just got a one B for a guy who. You know, I mean, just, I don't know his record. I don't have all that shit pulled up because I'm fucking lazy. Um, but just what I know of Malcolm Subban, I mean, he's he's not going to provide you the kind of goaltending that a guy like Robin Leonard, who could, next year is going to go be a first, you know, a, a, a 1A or at least, you know, the starter somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know Leonard can do it. He's He did it until he kind of got hurt a little bit this year with Chicago and then, uh you know, last year he was just fucking lights out. So, um, you know, this is this is a great move for the Golden Knights. Chicago, oh you know, second round or whatever, and, and maybe Subban figures it out in Chicago. Who knows? So, Oh, my God. Elvis Merzlikens is now hurt. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dude, I, is there any pro players left on the Columbus Blue Jackets? N- Nick Foligno. Probably. That's it. Like, that's he's the only one left. Ironically, he's the oldest one. Merz Lincolns is down now, so Corpy's in. I mean, that's that's solid option. Corpy's was solid before he went down, but yeah. god damn, they just can't catch a fucking break. No. Um, uh, speaking of Blue Jackets, a uh, little, little, you know, project player exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Shore goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Sonny Milano. Yep. Uh, Sonny Milano, I don't know much about Devin Shore. You'd probably know more about Shore than I mm-hmm. do, and I know more about Sonny. Uh, Sonny had moments of brilliance with yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, from what it been told, it's more attitude stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe him and Torts didn't get along. Like you know, Torts just has those guys where he sees his shitheads on day one and f- runs them out of town. And I think Sonny Milano was it. Um, yeah. but I think I think I think this is a good trade for the Ducks. Yeah, I, th- I I'm actually excited about Sonny Milano. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Devin Shore, but the fact that I don't know anything about him kind of tells me that it's not a great trade. Uh, hey, honestly, as a Ducks fan, this is a this is a great one to one. Devin okay, Shore okay. is a great third liner. He he can dig. Um, he was he was the guy that came over for Andrew Cogliano from D- Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. He's only like twenty five years old, so I mean, he really is a good third liner. Gives him some good depth down the middle. If they just left, lost Merzlikens, though, I mean. Everything they did today is kind of pointless, um, right. you know, because I don't, I don't, I mean, what Devin Shore is going to be, you know, important next year, probably not. So, um, you know, I think Ducks do win this just now that we know that, uh, because I think yep. Sonny Milano, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, and that's that's what I read up on him, too, as a Ducks fan. Um, uh-huh. all, all it's going to take is some kiss, consistency and, and for him to be happy and, uh, you know, f- basically find what the Blue Jackets drafted him for. 
Um, and sure. I mean, he does have those moments of brilliance. So yeah, I think I think Ducks win this one a little bit. But I mean, you know, if if the Blue Jackets were serious, which I'm not sure now with so many injuries, I don't know if they can be. Um, and it's nothing on them, you know. Devin Shore would be a very important guy in that bottom six that would just kind of you know kind of push the needle. So it's not a terrible sure. trade. It could be no, could be worse. No, it's not bad. So. Could be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, spitballing here because we're we're getting yeah we're getting a little length, long. length is the episode. So I'll start firing these off. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes Rangers. Uh, Hurricanes are getting Brady. What is Brady it? Shea. Shea. Uh-huh. Shea. This is a weird um, one for me. Why? Shea, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I Carolina. Really don't, they, I don't get it. They might be like they might be freaking out because they lost Dougie Hamilton. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, but first first, but. Yeah, first round's a high high Ouch. price for that. Um, Ranger, Rangers pick that up, and Rangers are probably pretty happy about that. Well, and same thing, Rangers. Um, I mean, aren't you guys pushing? Like, why why don't we, wouldn't you want your your third best defenseman? I just I, it's a weird one for me. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, well, they did the equivalent of like standing pat. You yeah, know, kind of like all things of. considered. Mm-hmm. So, um, Vancouver Canucks pick up Louis Domingue in exchange for Zane Mc McTire. Yeah. I'm assuming he's a he's a prospect yeah. goalie. Uh, goes to the backups. Devils. Maybe he'll develop into something. Louis Domingue is a career backup goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just to hold the Canucks over until Markstrom gets better, he'll be out for like two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, Lightning. This one's kind of strange. I, I saw this real quick, but Barkley Goodrow going to the Lightning and a 2020 third round pick uh, from the Sharks in exchange for their 2020 first round pick first to the Sharks rounder. and forward Anthony Greco. I don't understand why this was. Were they just like, well, we've got our first round pick at the end of the day. We need to get rid of it. Pretty much. That's a, yeah, I'm because with you on that. I don't, I don't see why Barkley Goodrow was worth a first round pick. I don't see, I don't understand it. Um, maybe he's a depth guy who knows, but useless. Um, useless. Uh, useless. Uh, it's uh, somebody named Cora Binion. Holzer uh, went to the predators in exchange for a guy named Matt Irwin and a sixth round pick in 2022 to the ducks. Um, obviously no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Uh, DeJuice, Christian DeJuice going to the Ducks in exchange for Daniel Sprung. Uh, these are, these are low run guys that one for one, I mean, could help. I, I don't, they're not going to move the needle on either team, but. Sprung's better than, than the Ducks. I don't know why the Ducks haven't been playing him. I think he's a better player than they give him credit for. I think the Caps actually win this one. Uh, DeJuice is okay of a D, but Sprung, Sprung sure. could actually do some damage for Capitals. I don't if they if he gets on the right if line, they give him the time damage so if they give him the time but exactly. I'm, I'm afraid he might get buried in the depth yeah that's fair um uh this is a pretty good trade for the golden knights uh forward nick cousins going to the knights for a 2021 fourth round pick from the montreal Canadiens. um for the pr- i'm not saying that cousins is an elite player and they just got a steal like a diamond in the rough kind of thing uh but for the price i think i think they won this trade yeah as a as a coyotes follower Cousins was there for a while. Uh, he's he's just an energy guy. This is this is a this is a win for them. Twenty twenty one fourth round. It's worthless. So um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna so help basic, the Knights this year. So nothing. Yeah, that that'll help out their depth and yeah. and their third line problems. So addressing basically their two main problems: uh, lack of depth goaltending and a third line problem. Yep. Uh, they were play- they, so they essentially swapped out uh, Cody Eakin with Nick Cousins. Yep. And I like so, Cousins better anyways. Yeah, agreed. Totally. Um, Nobody cares about Hanikanen. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about him, nope. especially because 
a conditional 2027th round pick. Nice. Why, why even expend the effort? If Columbus talks to one other GM in the rest <laughs> of the day, then it becomes an eighth round pick, which doesn't exist. So, it's great. I don't even know if the draft goes past five rounds. I don't know. Is there anybody? Wait. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's it, everybody's turned. Nobody's watched past. Everybody's turned the TV off after that. All the GMs are just hammered. Did you pick this guy? Uh, nobody cares about Nathan Newell and TJ Brennan, nope. Flyers and Blackhawks. Uh, okay, Pretty so big uh, a big a big name on the market. This was actually a, a boring trade. It turned out to be uh, when it shouldn't have been. But Eric Gustafson's going to the Flames in exchange for a 2023 round pick back to Chicago. Uh, this is just a fleecing by the Flames. The Blackhawks, I don't even know what the fuck they're thinking. Third round pick for Gustafsson. I mean, this guy's one season removed from being one of the most productive defensemen in the league. Granted, it's, he's having a down year for sure, but, um, I, I mean, the potential's there, and he was on a good... This Chicago's not good this year. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't... I mean, I can't imagine... I, I just can't believe that that was the best offer they got from Chicago, and the fact that they got Robin Leonard from Chicago. They couldn't have just packaged him up with Leonard. I I don't understand because Vegas would have definitely considered Eric Gustafsson. So in fact, yeah. the rumors were linked to him early. Uh, I don't understand why they didn't just package him up with Leonard and get more more pieces from the Knights. But I I don't know. And this is a conditional third round too. Chicago Blackhawks received the earlier of Calgary Flames two third round picks in the early twenty. So, but still though, third round pick like fuck. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, this guy has sixty points last year. Yeah, like I, it, this it's is crazy. I don't know what Stan Bowman's thinking on this one. This is just a bad trade. I, great trade for the Flames. Definitely helped them out on the blue line. Yeah, um, I, yeah. We talked about this one before the pod. I mean, this is this to me. I, there's no way they didn't have a better offer. This this sounds like they had better offers, and it was like the only person that would call them back with fucking two minutes left before the trade deadline was fucking calgary and they were like oh yeah we'll give you a fucking third yeah and it just I, it, it, and that just, yeah, just that just blows crazy. me away that nobody else offered more than that i mean it's if i mean i don't know maybe all the gms got together and they agreed that like we're just gonna fucking lowball the shit out of chicago <laughs> fuck chicago but they I, don't win ever again yeah exactly i don't i don't know what it is but that's that's just a terrible trade for chicago yeah I, um first or i mean late first or a, i mean Late first would be pushing it a little bit, but they needed to get at least a second out of this fucking. Pick. At least a second, at or, least or a, a second. pick and a pick and a prospect or something. Yeah. But fuck, that's yeah, because yeah, Jobson's young too. Right, twenty seven. But I mean, in defenseman years, that's still pretty damn young. So yeah, it's not bad. Yep. Um, uh, Matt Larito, no. Jordan Schmaltz, one for one trade. No one gives a fuck. No. Um, Golden Knights. Uh, this is another Maple Leafs depth trade for. Uh, th- this this was more for salary retention purposes. Uh, so the Golden Knights pick up Martin Descals, whatever, uh, for a 2025th round pick. <laughs> Vegas, uh, the 20 the the condition is Toronto Maple Leafs to retain a portion for goalie Robert Leonard's contract as part of a three team trade deal with the Blackhawks. So hmm. that goes into that. But fuck, that's even helpful too. That the Blackhawks or the Knights get to retain salary on. Uh, they just they just Chicago did not have a good day. McPhee's got um, the bigger dick, dude. Dude, I, I'm they're they're in win mode right now, and it's I think yep. a lot of people. I, I you can respect it, even if they lose, you can respect it. Like Kekalainen, like I, 
Columbus is not good now. They're hurting bad, but I will re- I will respect it. Like if they're like, oh, anybody's oh, Columbus is terrible. It's like, dude, they shoot their sh- they shot their shot <laughs> and they fucking went for it and they pulled off a huge upset last right. year. So that's right. Good for them. Um, I don't care about this one with the Ducks Angus. unless you want to talk about it. Goodbye. Do you care? No, it's pointless. But his name is okay. Angus and it's funny. Okay. That's that's pretty good. And then the last one, no one cares either. Uh, this is, in fact, we're ending on a future consider. Ducks, uh, Sh- San Jose Sharks get Brandon Davidson from the Flames for future consideration. Yes. End, so, end love- the day on the future considerations. I love the future considerations. Beautiful. One. I think, I think we should just we should just always name our trade deadline episode for future considerations. It's gotta be or conditional. Conditional. I love the conditionals. It's like it's just. Well, if uh, Trump gets elected to a second term, and <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, if it here's, rains here's on the, the third Sunday fall. in July this year. God, it's like it's like. What are you guys doing? Like, what does that even mean? These are it's, idiots. It doesn't. It means nothing. It means okay. Nothing. Okay, this episode's gone way too long. Um, we're gonna—I I haven't even looked at bets, so I'm just gonna skip them for right now. We'll, okay. we'll, 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 we'll be—we'll be with you on Sunday. Um, we'll be coming at you with picks and whatnot. Uh, we'll also—we're also getting better on Twitter. Uh, maybe even get to the point where we're starting to tweet out some maybe, maybe spot picks that we have. Oh my gosh! I think we might—I think I might approach that idea. Um, I, I'm sure Bet Commission wouldn't mind that. Well, he might if we start getting hot, you know. Right, if we're real good, but if we're losing, he's he's just like retweeting him. Like, dude, everybody, <laughs> everybody, keep betting on this. Wink, Follow wink. these guys. It's fucking great. You're fucked. It's fucking great. All right, um, that's been our trade deadline wrap. Uh, overall, I mean, I, I think in the next episode, this has gone a little long, and I get 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 somewhere, but um, uh, we can we can go over winners and losers later on. I think maybe when the dust settles, we'll have a better picture of that anyway. Yeah. Um and see how that goes but uh overall i mean overall one of the most exciting deadlines well well we were talking about that before like it was it wasn't necessarily like a big name was gonna drop and we were waiting for that it was more of just like this this was a good year like there wasn't too many bad trades i think chicago was like the biggest one that got fleeced and but other than that nothing nothing horrible and a lot of good shakeups. yeah i mean uh yeah, last year's I think went like two hours, and we didn't have yeah. like nearly as many. Like we had some bigger trades, but um, so an hour and a half, you're welcome. There you go, fuckers. That's, that that should satiate you for for next. And so we're still shooting for Sunday. Those are all good. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, we we just pushed this one out for the deadline. Uh, still shooting for Sunday releases. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please like, comment, share all of our shit. Uh, Leave nice reviews on us. That, that for some reason that really helps yeah. uh, us get seen uh, in nice. certain areas, like a, especially with iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a nice review. Um, I don't know why that that helps, but it does. Um, we had one two star. Have you been on there? We have one. We two have one star? two star. Someone literally like must have listened to, like the first episode. These guys have zero production value <laughs> two star they didn't even leave a comment either it was just like it was like itunes was like what did you think about fuck. this they didn't even listen They're like two fuck star fuck these guys fuck that two guy fucking assholes. Fuck, fuck you two star hey two star suck art that's where we should cut it right there yeah just right there okay suck all right you know what i'm saying i like it i like it all right everybody this has been us we will see you next week